Welcome to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we crush procrastination and accomplish our goals one small action at a time. My name is Bill Provenzano. After 15 years as a successful trader at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and then building two successful companies from the ground up after leaving the trading floor, I've learned these transforming lessons. Your goals, my goals, are all accomplished when we take control of our mindset, overcome procrastination, and take action one small step at a time. If you're ready to finally make more progress on your goals than ever before, then this podcast is for you. So let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we do indeed crush procrastination and reach our goals one small action at a time. I just came across a video. I've seen this video before, but just kind of came across my uh, radar here again. And as soon as I saw it, I knew what I wanted to talk about this week. It's a video from January 2019. It's a college basketball. UCLA is playing Oregon. And it's... In the last couple minutes of the game, it was uh, Moses Brown for UCLA is carrying the ball down court, gets the ball down court, and he makes a bad pass and the ball uh, then creates a turnover. And UCLA was down by two. So, you know, with a couple minutes left in the game, Moses Brown, got the, they've got the ball in, the, in, in uh, Oregon's territory. And like I said, Moses Brown... He's he's in the uh, he's in the paint. I think <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I think he's kind of he's in the he's in the uh, he's within the three the three point area, and then he turns and uh, to pass the ball out for a three point shot from one of his teammates, and it's it was just a lousy pass, and so again it creates a turnover, and the video is, is fantastic. I've got it, I've got it queued up on my laptop here right now, and I'm. I, I've got, I'll turn the volume off just because I'm playing it as I'm, as I'm speaking right now. So exactly what happens, he, what you expect, he makes the pass or makes the, makes the error. And you just see his physiology, his carriage, his body, just shoulders slump just a little bit and his chin goes down and a teammate of his, a much smaller, but very spry teammate of his Jalen, uh, Jalen hands comes up behind him, picks up, picks up his chin, pushes it up. And very quickly, you can read his lips. He said, head up. And he just moves on. It is a, it is a literally about a second and a half interaction where he just comes up behind, where Jalen Hands comes up his, behind his teammate, Moses Brown, reaches in front of him, pushes his chin up, says, head up, and then walks away. There is something so profound in that small action that I want to do a deep dive into it. So when Moses Brown makes this Aaron pass, he recognizes that he, he made a mistake. He's feeling the weight of the mistake. And the weight of that mistake is being manifest in his physiology and his carriage, the way he's carrying himself. And you can be sure that if there were, if we were able to read his thoughts or if thought bubbles could appear above his head, none of them would be good. They would all be self-critical. It would be really bad self-talk. And self-talk is extremely critical in moments like this. Now, here's the interesting thing. You've, we've all heard about the subconscious mind. The, the, this is Moses Brown behavior immediately after making the error. It's just, it's default behavior. It's behavior that's in the subconscious mind. And it's, it's, 
it's behavior that's sort of wired in and it's wired into all of us. An error that's made, you feel, you feel the weight of it, you feel dejected. It, it, uh, the, the manifestations of that error or the, the error manifests itself with bad self-talk, with poor physiology, and then a change in emotions. For a very long time, psychologists thought that emotions created thoughts. And they've come to learn through studies that thoughts create emotions. The interesting thing is that, think of it like this, think of emotions as seeds and think of thoughts as the water that nourishes those seeds. But I'm gonna take it one step further. Think of your body, think of the way you carry yourself, think of that as the soil in which the seeds are planted. So, and this is, uh, I, I, what I'm just expanding on here, I've never heard anybody else talk about, but I think that there's, uh, I, I think that there's some exploration here. So, if you've got, if, if we have emotions are the seeds, and thoughts are the water that nourishes those seeds, the way we carry ourselves, our physiology, the, the, the actual way in which we carry our body, either gives that seed rich soil or more difficult soil for it to grow in. And I'm talking, I'm really talking now about negative emotions. Let's talk, let's talk in terms of negative emotions. So what was Moses Brown feeling after that, after that bad pass? I'm sure he was feeling the emotion of anger, the emotion of frustration, uh, the emotion of uh, you know, when you, when you know you haven't, when you're not playing up to the level you know you're capable of, I'm, I'm sure he's feeling all of those emotions. I'm, the thoughts in his mind are probably along the lines of, oh my God, why did I do it? I can't believe I just did that. And now he's nourishing those, he's, the emotions of anger and frustration are being nourished by the thoughts. And with his chin down and his, shoulders slightly slumped over, he's giving those seeds really rich soil to, to grow. Can any of you relate? I know I can. I wrote a, a while ago, uh, and I think I may have read it on an earlier podcast, about something very similar to this, the physiology when I, when I get on a plane or when I used to, I've, I've, I don't want to say I've conquered my fear of flying, but for the most part, I'm a I'm a pretty laid-back flyer now. Actually, I've got a point now where I really enjoy it. I kind of really enjoy flying. But uh, to say that I was a, a bad flyer 15, 20 years ago, if not in, in that time frame, and, and throughout my childhood, throughout, really throughout my childhood, I remember just suffering horribly when we were kids and I had to get on a plane. And, and I carried that fear all the way through, I would say, about till, oh, I'd say 20 years ago or so. And... You know, thinking back, when, when I would sit in that in that seat in the airplane, my heart would be just racing, my my palms would be sweaty, and all I would be thinking of is, you know, the the least likely outcome of that flight, and the least likely outcome of that flight is it not making it to its destination. So it was. It, so the thoughts, my thoughts are nourishing my emotions of fear. My emotions of fear are planted in really rich soil in a body that's that's tensed and tightened up, and the physiology of fear is causing other things to happen. So you know, a tensed up body is is the soil, but then 
what you know, sweaty palms and and shallow breathing and all of that are are sort of the manifestation of of the growth of of that seed, so to speak. And then I, I, I talked earlier in a previous episode about different ways to reverse that, and one way is to reverse the physiology, much like in this video where Jalen Haynes comes up behind Moses Brown, grabs him by the chin, and I'm, I'm looking at the my uh, my. Uh, screen right now it's it's frozen on the frame where he's got him by the chin and just pushes the chin up push the chin up his head up and the, the uh, Jalen Brown just runs on runs away to uh to the next play so the it, as you as you look at this cycle thoughts then an arrow to emotions then an arrow to physiology it it's just this cycle so where are you going to break this cycle somewhere you need to break this cycle and how do you break this cycle? Well, there's there's a couple of ways, but the first and foremost way is self-awareness. There needs to be an awareness. Now, had had Jalen Hands not come up behind Moses Brown and push his chin up, Moses Brown would have probably continued in that posture and in that thought in the in that uh, stew of thought into the next play. But there there was a a an interruption of that, but it came. It was an external interruption. We need to find an internal way to interrupt that that process where thoughts are feeding emotions, and emotions are feeding physiology, and physiology is just in turn feeding thoughts. It's it's just this cycle. So how do we interrupt that cycle? How do we break that cycle? And the answer, time and again, science and and behavior studies have shown this time and again. It's called mindfulness. It it goes by mindfulness. It goes by self awareness. Until we get in control of our thoughts, we are, we are going to be slave to the, the, the patterns of thoughts and behaviors that we've done all along. If we want to start responding differently to circumstances, whether it's disappointment, whether it's fear, whether it's uh, procrastination, Whatever it is, if we want to begin to respond different, differently to those, the very starting point is in self-awareness. And what do I mean by that? It's, it, some call it mindfulness. Some call it self-awareness. It's an, it's, I have, so I'm going to read the definition of self-awareness that I have on my bulletin board. It's actively exercising the ability to monitor and self-regulate my thoughts and my behavior in real time watching how my thoughts and my behavior affects myself and others. I'm going to read that one more time. Actively exercising the ability to monitor and regulate, monitor and regulate my thoughts and my behavior in real time, watching how my thoughts and my behavior affects myself and others. So, is Moses Brown, in this video clip, is he actively exercising his ability to monitor and self-regulate his thought and behavior? No, he's not. He's, he's defaulting to the behavior that we would all default to in that circumstance. And that's one of dejection, feeling dejected, feeling anger, and, and feeling embarrassed. And, and that manifesting and, the, and that producing a, a, a down chin, a head down, a slumped shoulder. That's, he is not actively exercising in that moment the ability to monitor and self-regulate his thoughts and his behavior. It is, and, and it's interesting that a, an external person sees it and interrupts it. 
So once you have that interruption, you can now create an, a, new, a new path forward. And we talk about that with the starting block principle. And, and CASE is the acronym for how to engage in the starting block principle. C, capture your thought. A, ask your question in light of the fact that I want to, so in Moses Brown, in light of the fact that I want to perform at my highest in this game, what's the first step and the next thing I need to do? Lift up my head and uh, put that, that play behind me. S is start your race on your marks, get set, go, do it, and then enter the flow. I mean, this is this is this is a perfect example of, of how this can be done in real time. And uh, in this video clip is a perfect example of how this can be done in real time in in short order. And but all of this requires work ahead of time. You've got to front load this work. This isn't knowing the starting block principle and in, and doing the starting block principle are two different things. What's the verse of scripture that's popping into my head? Don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of it. Don't just hear it, do it. And that's the difference. You can know the starting block principle and you can understand how to put it to work, but if you don't put it to work, you're just a hearer and not a doer. So that's, but, but then the question, the, the most powerful question here is, well, then how do we maintain a state of self-awareness? And again, I'm, I'm going to look back to scripture. In multiple times throughout the Old Testament, God, whenever God did something really uh, miraculous and, and intervened on behalf of his people, he said to them, look, build an altar. And if in, uh, I believe it's in Joshua. So we all know about the parting of the Red Sea, right? That's the famous parting. Well, there's also another parting of, of a sea. The, uh, the Jordan River was also parted by Moses' predecessor. You've got Moses, Moses dies, Joshua takes over, right? So Joshua is now the leader of the of the of the Israelites, and now Joshua's going to lead the people into the Promised Land. Well, Moses brought them out, and they crossed the Red Sea when they escaped from the, from the Egyptians. Now uh, Joshua is going to cross the Jordan River, so there's going to be there has to be another parting of the sea, and this is the <laughs> this is the lesser known the lesser known uh, miracle, of, but it's but nonetheless there is a great lesson learned within there about how to maintain a state of mindfulness. So as as Joshua as God parts the sea. The Jordan River, Joshua goes through it, and as and at the end of it, God imparts to Joshua says, Now now go get twelve stones, because there were twelve tribes of, of Israel, one for each tribe. Go get twelve stones out of the basin of the river, bring them out and build an altar, and then when you, when your children, when your grandchildren see this altar, it will remind them of my faithfulness. I want you to remember my faithfulness. But another takeaway is that a visual cue, visual cues can be the, oh, can, visual cues, what's the word I'm looking for? A visual cue can be the instrument that allows us to maintain a state of mindfulness. Think of a, a wristband that says that, you know, the live strong rib, uh, wristband. Well, what if you had a wristband that said mindfulness? And like I said, on my bulletin board, I've got, I've got the definition of self-awareness. And it's mindfulness, it's self-awareness that that interrupts that pattern. And I, look, I'm a rubber meets the road kind of guy, right? I'm, I'm, my wife and I had this conversation the other day. My wife is a why and I'm a what. My wife wants to know why people do certain things that they do, including herself. Why do I think this? Why do I do this? Why does she do this? Why does he, she wants to know why. I want to know what's, what, okay, great. What now? My wife is a why, I'm a what now. Like I said, I'm a rubber meets the road kind of guy. And that's why to me, the starting block principle as, uh, as 
as, as explored through CASE, C-A-S-E, and as being applied by CASE and, and how you can use it. That matters more to me. And how, how do I move on to do that? So really, the, the, the biggest takeaways here are just this recognition that thoughts impact emotions, not the other way around. Emotions don't create thoughts. And science and studies have, uh, have now solidly locked this into place. Emotions don't create thoughts. Thoughts create emotions. And again, think of emotions like seeds that get planted in the, into the ground. And the ground, the ground, the soil, is your, is your body's physiology. Are you, are, do you have an upright carriage? Are you chin up? Well, emotions can't... Emo, well, let me, let me qualify that. The emotions of anger and frustration and sadness and, and bitterness can't really blossom well in that body carriage because your physiology does can impact your thoughts. Remember we talked about that, you know, being in the airplane. My physiology was my physiology was sweaty palms and all that. But, you know, taking three deep breaths, interrupting, interrupting my my body's physiology, taking three deep breaths, sitting upright, shoulders back, chin up, deep breaths. That interrupts thoughts. And if I interrupt thoughts, then I can interrupt the emotions and I can interrupt the emotions that are creating the physiology. You've you've got to find the way to break that cycle, the thoughts impacting and feeding emotions, emotions finding good soil in your in the way you carry your body, and then the way you carry body just further feeding whatever negative self-talk you have. Self-awareness can break that cycle, and and then you can interrupt it and introduce a new pattern and a and and a new a new physiology, a new thought pattern. I, you know, again, capture your thought, ask your question. In, in, in light of the fact that I want to win this basketball game, in light of the fact that I want to not feel this way towards, you know, so-and-so, in light of the fact that I want to uh, not not let other person's behavior affect me, what's the first step and the next thing I need to do? My question to you is, what are you thinking? <laughs> what's on your mind? What What patterns of thought do you find yourself doing over and over again? And that's not a judgmental thing. That's like that's a human thing. We all default back to the uh, the Moses Brown. Something goes wrong. Chin goes down. Shoulders slump slightly. Negative self talk. It's it's we are humans. That's what we do. But the beautiful thing is we have the power to take captive our thoughts. We have the power to to. Re, to rethink what we think, and uh, I want you. I want you to see how your thoughts, your thoughts, all they're doing is watering those emotions, and those emotions are creating physiology that's only further fueling those thoughts. You've got a you've got a beautiful tool to interrupt that that thing, uh, and self awareness is it. So what I'm what I'm suggesting to you today is. Find a visual cue, a, a, a bracelet that says mindfulness on it, a, a post-it note you put on your laptop, a note you put on your bulletin board. But keeping visual cues in front of you, just like those altars that reminded the you know God's children to of God's faithfulness. Well, visual cues remind you to stay in on top of your thoughts and and to be able to interrupt those those patterns of behavior that are not serving you well. And that's the important thing here. Those patterns of behavior are not serving you well. They might feel good at the time, but just they are not moving you towards your goals 
and towards being the person you want to be and accomplishing the things you want to accomplish. So with that, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Uh, I hope you all are getting some, some good stuff out of this. I know I am enjoying this and uh, just with the research I do prior to some of these, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm learning and growing as well. So uh, feel free to reach out to me at coachbillpro at gmail.com, coachbillpro at gmail.com. Do me a favor, listen, I, somewhere on, on the point at which you listen to this podcast, there's going to be a like or a subscribe or a comment. If you can do all three, much love goes out to you. Like, comment, subscribe. I, my, my eternal thanks goes out to you. So until next time, everyone, be well. We've all been conditioned to believe that we need to take big, bold steps in order to accomplish our goals. That mindset kills 90% of New Year's resolutions by February. If you want to grow your business, create wealth, or any number of other goals, you must take control of your mindset, overcome procrastination, and take one small action at a time. What action did this episode inspire you to take to bring you closer to accomplishing your big goal? Today, put that small step into action and you too will accomplish your goals one small step at a time. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast or are interested in learning more, please shoot me an email at coachbillpro at gmail.com. I always love to hear from our listeners. Now get out of here. Go do that one thing you know you need to do.